Welcome to Special Programming, produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa. In this course, SCI 3101, the Public Communication of Science, undergraduate science students learn skills related to communicating their knowledge to non-specialist audiences in the general public. That's us. As one of their assignments, they are tasked in pairs or alone to produce a five to eight minute podcast on any scientific topic of their choice. Using any approach of their choosing, the students were to produce a short media clip that would be informative, accessible, and interesting to an audience from the general public. In this series, we have stories, interviews, and conversations that range from COVID vaccines to black holes in the universe. Our guest today is Profila Prabhu, the founder, CEO of Pollinate Canada, which is a social enterprise aimed at educating and promoting native bees in Ontario and other parts of Canada. Thank you, Abhinya and Adam. Glad to be here. My background has been in management and I have been involved in environment and sustainability initiatives for over 20 years. I'm currently a practicing beekeeper. First off, could you maybe explain to us what is pollination and how it affects our lives? Certainly. Pollinators visit flowers and the pollen sticks to their bodies and it gets transferred from the male parts of the flower to the female parts of the flower and that yields the fruits and seeds. Could you mention some common pollinators for us? At the very top of the list, you have bees, of course, but you also have butterflies, beetles, flies, birds, wasps, and not to be forgotten, wind. Bees, for instance, the nectar in the flowers provide bees with sugar to fuel their flight. And the proteins in the pollen are nutrients that bees carry back to their bee larvae and allows it to support new life. Could you maybe mention some types of bees that support pollination in Canada? Top of the list with bees is the honeybee. It's a managed species, similar to, say, hens that are managed for food production. However, what is not very well known is that native bees also play a huge role in pollination efforts. In fact, they are said to be better pollinators than honeybees, but managing them is not as easy, which is why, you know, colonies of honeybees are managed by beekeepers who work in partnership with farmers and agriculturists. And that's how we're able to produce the amount of food that is required across the globe. Could you explain why it's so important that pollinators and bees be involved in agriculture? There are two parts to this. So let me just talk about the pollination part and the financial impact that it has, because both are important. Okay. So when we talk about pollination, pollination is critical to crops because our entire farming and agriculture has become industrialized over the last few centuries. Studies have shown that native bees are better pollinators than honeybees. However, native bees cannot be transported from one location to the other. Native bees also tend to be solitary bees and require ongoing food resources. Agriculture doesn't offer. Tied to this picture, you know, we're talking about the life cycles of bees, the nature of bees and their foraging requirements. We have to keep in mind the economic impact of agriculture and food production in each country. Can we maybe talk about endangerment of bees? Are honeybees and native bees both endangered? 
So talking about bee endangerment, bees overall, whether it's honeybees or native bees, are part of this complex ecosystem. And if the ecosystem is under stress, it would point to it affecting bees. And from within that, if you look at hobby beekeeping, and a lot of beekeepers are interested families and individuals who feel they need to do something to support the environment, tend to keep honeybees. And it's a bit of a trend because the notion is bees need saving, so honeybees will do that saving. And it really is about the media attention being disproportionately directed towards honeybees. But really, we're talking about native pollinators, and we need to clean up some of that messaging because honeybee keeping is for people. It's not a conservation practice. The key takeaway is honeybees are essentially super foraging machines and they literally take the pollen out of the mouths of other bees and other pollinators because they are able to extract efficiency due to the large colony sizes and they're quick to mobilize. But the stock of pollen and nectar is very limited in the environment and native bees need to be supported, not have more or less invasive species. You know, the honeybee is sometimes referred to as an invasive species to take those limited resources that would greatly benefit native bees, which are more efficient pollinators. Endangered species are native bee populations. Not endangered species are honeybees. I may have mentioned this. I think we can all agree our ecosystem is under stress. And if our ecosystem is under stress, the bees are affected. To briefly talk about these stressors, it's a combination of a decline in the diversity of flowering species, loss and destruction of a forest or wetland. It's about the fragmentation and degradation of our habitat, largely due to agriculture or urban development. It's also the introduction of invasive plant or other species, the toxicity and widespread use of pesticides, air pollution, climate change, disease and pests, fungal diseases, all these are part of the package that one would look at as stressors for bees. And they all tend to play a role. So in Canada alone, we have about 800 native bee species, of which 16 are bumblebee species. Several of these are in the endangered list. And it is something that we need to be aware of and work towards uh, ensuring that we find a way to protect some of these species. Is there a way that more of us can help with bee conservation? I think right off the bat, since we spoke a little bit about honeybees, we should encourage hobbyists not to keep honeybees. Uh, <laughs> that would be my uh, uh, <laughs> my aside, so to speak. But really, because native bee populations are at risk, conservation would require us to work in partnership with conservation authorities across uh, Ontario, across Canada. Also, supporting nature and conservation efforts in our own backyards by planting more native plants, possibly looking at how we can support native bees, whether it is through mowing our lawns a lot less than we do, allowing for, you know, what are seen as common weeds, dandelions or clover, allowing them to live and breathe in our yards for a small period of time. So if bees are in the area, they're able to forage from these plants. There are different campaigns that are in place. And I think uh, recently you may have come across this both in Ottawa and Toronto and many of the big cities. The idea that people should not mow their lawns in the month of May, at least when flowers are out in bloom and bees are just emerging from spring. So being part of campaigns, being part of conservation efforts, put out both formally and informally through organizations or groups of our community organizations. All these are part of what we can do. And really adding diversity to our landscape with a beautiful tapestry of native plants, which are in sync with the region that you're living in. So ensuring that these are the best plants for that region and doing our best to have flowering plants throughout the growing season in Canada, because we have a very short window of time when we have flowers out in our gardens and having flowers 
flowering plants starting from spring through summer and fall. So bees have an opportunity to forage before they hibernate in winter. Small steps for backyard gardeners could be planting more native plants or planting a diversity of plants and planting those that flower throughout the season, different types. So it allows for food for the bees from spring through fall. I hope that helps. Yeah, perfect. So now that we've heard about what we can do to help with bee conservation, can you tell us a little bit about the initiative you're exploring right now? Certainly. So my work is really to try and build some momentum around native bees. Although it's a small business, I've set this up as a bit of a social movement. And the mission is education. It is about building awareness and in the process, generating revenue to continue to build the knowledge and research around native bees. Could you speak to how maybe we as the public can help influence change at a government level? Join my movement. I would love to have you. There are also plenty of resources online and Cornell has outreach on native bee education. And also we have our Canadian Geographic um, Conservation Authorities like uh, Toronto Region Conservation Authority, Horton Region Conservation Authority. There is a lot of work that is being done. It is people like you in universities who can build, learn and share this information to other social groups that you're interacting with. We'd love to join, and I'm sure much of our audience would too. Could you tell us where we can find you and your initiative so that we can reach out? Yes, give yourself a plug. (laughs) (laughs) That is very kind of you. I am in the process of setting a website. I don't have one right right now. However, I am available on LinkedIn. So if you connect with me on LinkedIn, send me a message. I would be happy to put you on my uh, mailing list and stay connected with you as we journey through building this social movement. Amazing. So that's it for us today. And we really appreciate you taking the time out of your busy day to speak with us and share so much information. Yes, thank you for teaching us about the wonderful world of bees and how bees are so important for us in everyday life. Profila prevu, everyone. That's P-R-A-F-U-L-L-A-P-R-B-H-U for everyone wanting to connect with Profila on LinkedIn. just heard one episode in a series of podcasts produced by the Public Communication of Science undergraduate students here at the University of Ottawa. 